want to be established in these truths that will save your future you have to go back to the teaching on podcast and go and listen to it I can say on so much authority that your future as a Christian and as a minister depends on your daily relationship and fellowship with God all failures stem out from a bad relationship with Jesus. Thank you, Father. I love the word of God. Since the anointing is so strong here. So, the, the third session of this teaching is going to be the practicals of quiet time. So, we have done the importance. You're going to soon, hopefully from next week, we're going to be doing the practicals, how to do the quiet time itself. So, quickly before we finish our ingredients, um, the protocols and the laws of quiet time, let me just do a recap of what we did the other time. We said there are about 10 elements. I added one more to it which is 11 elements or ingredients that makes quiet time, quiet time. Which means if your quiet time doesn't have any of these ingredients, you are just joking. We said the first ingredient that should be involved in your quiet time is worship, praises, and adoration. Now, you need to realize that as Christians, there are three dimensions of our Christian living and relationship. Our ministration is first to God. Number two, to others. And number three, to ourselves. So for example, when we take a prayer, prayer is first unto God. That is why in the Lord's Prayer, he begins by saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So he begins by hallowing God's name. Before he came to give us this day our daily bread, he said, thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth. So we need to realize that our first ministration in our work with God is first to God. Secondly to others before ourselves. So before you ever start prayer topic of asking God for money, make sure that you first begin by communion with God. And it begins by worship, praises, and adoration to God. Are you following this thing? Number two is prayer and intercession. When we say intercession, which means you begin to stand in the gap for others. You stand in the gap for others. Never end any major prayer meeting in your life personally without praying for others. There are people who are suffering. There are people who have needs. There are people believing God for children. There are people in hospital. There are nations that are in so much bondage. They need prayer. So your prayers must be filled with intercessions. Your family members, you know, they are going through all kinds of atrocities. You got to pray for them. Number three is Bible reading. Number four is Bible study. Number five is Bible meditation. Number six is Bible memorization. Number seven is silence and solitude. 
Number eight is journaling, which means that every serious believer must have a diary or a notebook where he records spiritual insights or things the Lord shares with him or his dreams. Some of you have had, have had dreams of something God wants to do with you or is saying about your future. You never wrote them down. And you are forgotten because one thing dreams and prophecies does to you is that it helps to give you direction and clarity about your future. Right now, I'm so sure about my future and what God called me to do because I saw it years ago and I followed that path. Thing. Now it has become clearer. So it is very spiritual for every believer to have a diary, a notebook. We call it journaling. When you record spiritual things. So you can have references and help you in your journey with God. Are you following this? So if you don't have a diary for spiritual purposes, get one as soon as possible. Number nine is thanksgiving. Number ten is a worship atmosphere. Which means anytime you're doing your quiet time, one thing we need to realize is that the whole world, the whole atmosphere, the whole environment is demonized. There are so many foul spirits that have defiled the air. I'm told there was a time one man called Occult, Grand Occult Master. He said those times when he was in operation, there are times they stand at areas at midnight and they blow straight wind in the whole atmosphere. That time they blow it, every believer will sleep except you are strong. So you can imagine such an atmosphere and air has been blown like that. How can you be able to rise to pray? So sometimes it is very vital to place in a certain worship atmosphere to help you to be able to journey in God. And then finally what I didn't add to it, which is number 11, is a daily devotional. It's good to get a very good daily devotional that will guide you. In as much as by the grace of God I can be able to read my Bible very well and understand I still have a daily devotional to, to, un, to also get some thoughts of other people. They are all ingredients in quiet time. You may not be able to do all this 11 in a day. But there are times you'll be able to do about 5 of them in a day. But make sure every quiet time you're doing has these ingredients in it. Now, before I go into the laws of quiet time, I just want to give you about 16, no, about 11 quiet time motivations. 11 quiet time motivations that should guide you. So, these are thoughts that will motivate you, inspire you to do your quiet time anytime you remember them. Are you enjoying this thing? So, anytime you see these motivations there, or, or anytime you see these thoughts there about quiet time, they show inspire and ignite something inside you. Are you following? Number one, you must see quiet time as the believer's personal church service. Remember that the church generally or the church corporately is the temple of God. But also the believer individually is also the temple of God. So if the church gathers, you yourself must gather. What that means is that whatever we do in church service, when we meet as an ecclesia, 
Every believer must be able to do that privately because he is also a church individually. So if there is worship in church meetings, you must have worship sessions with God. Are we, are we following this? Remember in 1 Corinthians 3.16, the Bible tells us we are the tem temple of God. In 1 Corinthians 6.19, the Bible tells us again, do you not know that you are a temple of God? So you are God's temple. And what was done in, in the temple was that sacrifices were given, offerings were given, prayers were offered. And thanksgiving was offered in the temple. So you cannot be called a temple of God without having your personal church service. So anytime you don't do your quiet time, it means individually you didn't go to church. Or better still, you didn't church. And that should scare you. That should ignite you. That should put a, a holy fear upon your life. Number two, quiet time is the believer's makeup session. The believers' makeup session. We all know what makeup is. Remember in James chapter 1, the verse 22 to 25, the Bible says, Be hearers of the word and not be, be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. The Bible says that he that is a hearer of the word and not a doer is lacking to a man who beholds his natural face in a mirror, only for him to forget what manner of man he is. Which means, for example, in quiet time, when you begin looking into the word, reading the Bible, it's actually a mirror. You are able to do a spiritual makeup of your life because in a mirror, you are able to see the areas that need to be straightened before you go out. Are you following that? So, anytime you remember this, it should guide you that quiet time is your spiritual makeup. In the book of 1 Peter chapter 3, the verse 3 to 7, the Bible tells us that we should not let our appearance only be braiding of hair and wearing of jewelry. Whose adorning let it not be outward or the adorning of plating of hair and of wearing of gold and putting on of apparel. But look at the next verse. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. This is interesting. The Bible is telling us that there is physical makeup and spiritual makeup. There are many people also who have good physical makeup, but very poor spiritual makeup. So they look very nice on the outside, but inside is rotting. Anytime you do your quiet time, you're giving the Holy Ghost the chance to be able to make up your life. You can imagine anybody who doesn't have a mirror and tries to do makeup. Without a mirror, you will look like a clown. You know Cocolico. That's how you look without a mirror. And surprisingly, many believers are trying to dress up without God's word. Trying to make up outside of God's word. They are allowing Facebook to make them up. They are allowing Instagram to make them up. They are allowing YouTube to make them up. They are allowing friends to make them up. And that, that won't make you beautiful. Because the Bible says that that spiritual beauty... The Bible tells us is in the sight of God of great price. So that tells us that God is not moved by your physical beauty. God is moved by your spiritual beauty. 
So, if you miss your quiet time sessions for one week, what you are saying is that you are not doing makeup and you are looking like a clown in the spirit realm and all the demons are looking and laughing at you. Number three, quiet time is the believer's bath house and refreshment. In Ephesians chapter 5, the verse 26, the Bible says, That he might sanctify and cleanse it, which is the church, by the washing of water by the word. Now, if you follow this carefully, you realize that the word of God is water. Whatever water does for us and to us and in us is what the word of God does for us, in us, and through us, and with us. When you take your bath, you take your bath with water. And anytime you finish taking your bath after a dirty activity, that water refreshes you. It sanctifies you. It cleanses you. Now hear me carefully. Every believer is sanctified by three agents. Number one, we are sanctified by the blood of Jesus. Number two, we are sanctified by the word. And number three, we are sanctified by the spirit. These are three agents of sanctification in the New Testament. When you got born again, the blood of Jesus sanctified you once and for all. But you need to realize that there is a further need for sanctification. And that sanctification comes as a result of you staying under the shower of God's word for it to take you spiritual bath. Are we following this? So, quiet time is the believer's Bath house. So which means that for three days, four days, five days, you don't do your quiet time. You know what it means? You haven't taken your bath. That's why you are having spiritual discomfort. That's why you are having depression. I am telling you, every emotional issue is an intimacy issue. If you build a quality relationship with Jesus Christ, he fills your heart with joy. The Bible says, in, for, other, for in thy presence is fullness of joy. Anyone that stays there for some time will come out joyful. And the Bible says, at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. So hear me. If you are having an emotional battle, it is rooted in your relationship with Jesus. You give Satan the chance to afflict your soul when you don't stay in God's presence. Number four, quiet time is the believer's spiritual exercise. We all go to the gym in the morning. And the reason why we go to the gym is to keep fit. The reason why we go to the gym is to burn calories. The reason why we go to the gym is to remain healthy. So whatever physical exercises does to our body, spiritual exercises does to our souls. So which means that if quiet time is your spiritual exercise, your strength is in it. That's when you burn spiritual calories like fear, anxiety. That's why you burn it. 
That becomes your spiritual gymnasium. In 1 Timothy chapter 4 from the verse 7 to 8. The Bible says for bodily exercise profited little. But godliness, which is speaking of spiritual exercises. Because every spiritual exercise is a journey of development into God-likeness. Into Christ-likeness. Every activity you involve yourself to enable you to look more like Jesus is a spiritual exercise. So quiet time sessions is a spiritual exercise. That's where you are gymming. The Bible says, but you beloved Jude 20, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. So when you begin quiet time praying in tongues, what you are doing is that you are gymming spiritually. And your strength is increasing. And you are enlarging. And you are becoming bigger. You don't see it on the physical. But it's going on inwardly. The same challenges you were crying about. Now you see them and you laugh. You know why? Because you have become bigger. God is enlarging inside you. Number five, the quiet time is the believer's fuel station. I told you of a man that was on his journey busily going for a meeting and forgot that he didn't have enough fuel. His journey was long. And he quickly came to bypass a couple with speed. As the couple went further and closer, they saw this man's car packed. They got down to ask him and he said that I don't have fuel. The man was late for the meeting, but he did not have fuel. So the couple decided to give him a little fuel from their car to aid him to get to the meeting or to aid him to get to the nearby fuel station for him to fill. He said he was late. He took the fuel, put it in the car, and still ran for the meeting. He bypassed more than three fuel stations without filling the gas, and he got stuck again, and the family came to meet him. They just bypassed him without helping him. Many of you are busy in life journey, but you've forgotten that life journey is moved by spiritual fuel. And I say, I'm so busy. I have so many kids. I have so many lectures. I have so many notes. I have so many things to catch up with. But you're forgotten that it is in your spiritual fueling that you are able to get enablement to live life. So in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, the Bible says, Do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. The same language for fuel. Be filled. When you believe Jesus, you receive the person of the Spirit. In your Christian journey, you will forever be filled with the influence of the Spirit. So, we receive the person of the Holy Ghost in one day. We are filled with the Spirit constantly. The reason why a balloon can be able to fly and move in the air is because it has been filled with air. The reason why your life can be able to gain direction is because you are filled with the Spirit. So what fills you leads you? What fills you controls you as a child of God? So anytime you do your quiet time, what you are doing is that you are doing refueling. So many of you are shorting fuel. 
you are shutting gas. You don't pray again. Your Bible is still brand new. You don't listen to sermons again. Social media is taking all your time now. Movies, season movies has taken all your time now. And you've forgotten that you are running low on fuel. If you read the book of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians 6, which speaks of spiritual warfare, every believer should know that an evil day will hit you. So God knows whether God loves you or not. You are in a corrupt world. You are in a world filled with demonic powers. You are in a world filled with principalities, spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. You are not yet in heaven though you are seated there. Which means that as a child of God, you will need an enablement awaiting for yours. Your evil day. So in Ephesians 6, uh, the verse 10, he says, put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Look at the verse 11. The verse 12. The verse 13. So he says, Wherefore take unto you the whole arm of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. So nobody will escape it. You won't escape the evil day. The evil day will hit you where you hear some bad news and you don't have enough capacity. You're not well dressed to fight. Number six, the quiet time is the believer's love making with Jesus. I've told you whatever we see on earth is a glimpse of a reality that is greater in the realm of the spirit. True love between a man and a woman is only a type of true love between man and God. That is why even in marriage, Physical marriage is only a, a physical type and shadow of a true reality about marriage, which is a union between Christ and the church. So hear me. Real love is a love between you and Jesus Christ. You do hear me? And I've told you that the essence of marriage is not only for relationship. It is also for procreation. It's for, it's for fruitfulness. I don't only marry to enjoy my love. I marry so that I can produce one of my kind and spread that reality. So anytime you fall in love, you get married, there is something you can't take outside of the marriage. It's called intimacy, which is sex. And you see how sex has been so much perverted. We need to understand that that thing you call sex is actually the in reality intimacy with Jesus. So here, what, when we are speaking of koinonia, communion, 
The physical word we can use for that activity, that enjoyment is sex. That's the only physical thing we can use to describe it. But it's beyond sex. So anytime you are having fellowship with God through quiet time, it is your, you making love with Jesus. Oh, the Bible used a very serious figure of speech in the book of Psalm 2, the verse 12. It's funny, but it's true. He says, kiss the son lest he be angry. Are you seeing this thing there? So Jesus wants to be kissed. He wants to be kissed. And this kissing is not physical. This kissing is spiritual. Anytime you engage quiet and prayer, you, you are enjoying Jesus. It's a kiss in the spirit. In fact, it is for play. That's the best. You must say saying to the American as here. Oh my goodness. Is this thing working at all? Don't be thinking of your boyfriend. We are talking about Jesus. We are, we are talking about Jesus. So delete that memory. Please, are we getting this thing? So there is a higher spiritual reality. Ask the person beside you, have you made love with Jesus? You know, when you talk about sex, it's like everybody is shy. It's more, yeah, and get it, get Let's, let's move on. We're on quiet time. We're on quiet time. Tell somebody you're on quiet time. So let's stay quiet. Number seven. Quiet time is the believer's way of abiding in Christ. This teaching I'm giving to you, eh? I'm saving you. I'm telling you. In John 15, Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. That's the only way you can be able to bear fruit in God. If you don't learn to abide in Jesus Christ, you can bear fruit. Number eight, quiet time is the beginning journey of knowing God. It's the believer's beginning journey of knowing God. If, if you ever said, Jesus, I want to know you, please, it's not a confession. It begins with quiet time. It is the believer's journey, beginning journey of what? Knowing God. If you ever want to know God, the proof is that you have started your quiet time. So this one is not crying. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I just want to know you. I don't know why. But I want to know you, bro. You don't know why. You don't know why. 
Sorry, call your quiet time. So that, I want to know you, Jesus. I don't know what, I want to have a strong relationship with you. Please, call your quiet time. Because that's the beginning journey of knowing God. That's the beginning journey. Quickly, number nine. The quiet time is the believer's first display of loyalty and commitment to his lover, Jesus. The quiet time is the believer's first display of loyalty and commitment to his lover, Jesus. You need to understand that in every quality relationship, there is an element called commitment and loyalty. Your loyalty will be tested if you truly love someone, whether your friend or your wife or whatever it is. A man's loyalty to his wife it is that he doesn't commit adultery. A man's loyalty to his friend is that he doesn't betray him or speak evil of him to someone which he can't say to him personally. So in every relationship, loyalty is tested. That's why family will stand for family at any time because they are blood. Are you following what I'm saying? So hear me. Loyalty and commitment is very important. In fact, it's one of the most important ingredients in every quality relationship. So anytime the believer begins a quiet time, what he's doing is that he's displaying his first loyalty or act of loyalty and commitment to Jesus. Listen to me. If you're doing a quiet time, you're loyal with the relationship with Jesus. That's when you learn that you haven't sinned physically by lying or by fornicating. But just the fact that you didn't do your quiet time for three days now makes you know that you are not being loyal to Jesus. And that's why you hear some people saying, sorry, I've not done my quiet time. And you are bothered. You're like, ah, what did you do? Yes. Sometimes I, I use some time to apologize to him that I wasn't able to meet my prayer target. Not that I didn't pray. I couldn't meet it. That I, I apologize to him that I couldn't spend enough time with him today. You see, I'm talking about, you see, if you really want to have a relationship with Jesus, these are things that you need to know. So, most of you, what you are looking for from God is material. These are mundane things that are today and are not no more. If you are driving a car today, I can assure that car will remain the next 40 years. Are you aware of that? But there's something that can outgrow you. Relationship with Jesus. To the extent that even in eternity, in the book of Revelation, the Bible says we'll still have supper with the Lamb. So we'll forever dine, 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 dine with Jesus in fellowship. Number 10, quiet time is the believer's offering himself a living sacrifice. Quiet time is the believer's offering himself a living sacrifice. Are we getting this thing? And quickly, finally, the quiet time 
is the way we shine our faces in the presence of God. Quiet time is the believer's way of shining his face in the presence of God. You can, when you read the book of Exodus chapter 34, verse 28, when Moses communed with God, the Bible says when he returned, his face was shining. Whatever we saw in Moses' face physically is what we experience inwardly as, as we commune with God. Are you following this thing? So tell someone, shine your face. Some of your faces, your spiritual faces are too dim and too blur. Shine. It was in prayer that the Bible tells us that Jesus' face was transfigured. And his face began to shine as the sun. It was in prayer. Now quickly, today's message. It's quite short. That is why I deliberately gave you quiet time motivations. Please, have you gotten something here? So please, if I were you, I'll write it big on an A4 sheet or type it and print it in my bedroom. Whatever I'm teaching you, they're in my prayer room. I have printed all of them. If you enter my prayer room, I have pasted all these things I'm teaching you there. So anytime I'm praying, I'm reading them. So they are always here. I hardly forget these things I'm teaching you. Uh, the most expensive thing you can invest in is your relationship with Jesus. I'm telling you, it's not men's good. No, I'm telling you. If you put your life investment into building a relationship with God, the profit is more than 400%. Because it doesn't only give you money. That's the good news. It secures every other thing around you. And unfortunately, people are looking at higher rates, rate of interest. They are looking. So, which place should I invest? Uh -huh. Which place should I invest? Bro, invest in God. Invest in God. Did you hear me? I said what? Invest in God. Pay the price to know God. Pay the price to know God. Let people mock you. It's too late for me. God has worn my heart forever. It's too late. Satan came too late. It's too late. He has captured my soul. But there was a price I paid. There was an investment. That investment was time. I gave him time. And I'm giving him time. I want to give him more time. Loss of quiet time. Which means if you begin to apply these laws in your quiet time, something will change about your life.
The reason why many Christians are struggling to do their quiet time is simply because they don't know their ingredients, elements in quiet time. They don't know their protocols. And they don't know their what? Laws or rules in quiet time. Huh. Rule number one. Quiet time must be a daily habit. Please let me take some water. Quiet time must be what? A daily habit. Now quickly, let's look at what a habit is. What is a habit? A habit is a settled or regular tendency or behavior. A settled or regular tendency or behavior or practice That is hard to give up. <sighs> Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I love you. Thank you, Father. A habit is a settled or regular tendency or behavior or practice that is what? Hard to give up. Number two, a habit is an acquired behavior pattern. It is an acquired behavior pattern regularly followed until it has become almost involuntary. I repeat, a habit is an acquired behavior pattern regularly followed until it has become almost involuntary. So if you heard what I said clearly, I said that a habit is a regular what? Behavior pattern that when it is followed, it now becomes almost what? Involuntary. Now you don't even think before you do it. Are you following what I'm saying? So now we need to understand that quiet time habits must be cultivated deliberately and consciously over time and punctuality. An example of a habit is brushing your teeth. It first began as a regular practice and with time, you now brush your teeth subconsciously. It's like it's now become a part of your life. There are people who drink coffee and now coffee has become their habit. Now, we need to understand that habits are not necessarily inborn. They are developed. So, you weren't born with a gift of brushing your teeth. You were not born with a gift of eating cocoa as your favorite food.
You developed it by doing something or learning something from someone which now became a habit. A behavior pattern in your life. Which is to say that you must practice your quiet time deliberately and consciously until it becomes an involuntary action. Now you are on default mode. When you wake up in the morning, you can't live anywhere or you can't end your day without doing your quiet time. Now, at that time, quiet time has become like an addiction. You can't stop it. And remember, there's a principle I teach you. Whatever will become a life must first begin as a practice. You can go and ask any prostitute. Before the prostitute began, began to enjoy prostitution, the first day they were afraid. They were afraid. Hey, what does it mean to sell my body to a man? Hey, I can't do this. Hey, how would you feel if a man is on top of me? Hey. But as they began doing prostitution over time, it now became a part of their life. That first fear they had is gone. It forms a basic part of their lifestyle. It is the same with developing every spiritual character in your life. So the quiet time must become a daily what? Habit. And whatever you want to do to make it a daily habit, you have to do it. Setting an alarm clock. And now the, the Android phones we have is very good. You know, most of you are not using your, 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 your phones for your benefit. I have one Bible app I've downloaded. That gives me one scripture to read, apart from my Bible reading, it pops up as a notification. The way people can do notification and pop up foolish things, boom. I have done it for it to pop up scriptures to me every morning. And this morning, he gave me First Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Beloved, think it not strange when fiery trials come to you as though something strange is happening to you. But rejoice as partakers of Christ's suffering. It came to me this morning to remind me of something that every trial that comes to me shouldn't be strange as though God is not with me. You know, but the things popping up on your phone, hip hop popping. You set on your Android phone an alarm. You know, right now, even alarm, you can even give it a name on the calendar. So you say, calendar, remind me of quiet time. You just type it there. That the reminder, and you can qualify it and write quiet time, time. Then it pops. It, it rings 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock. Bing, 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 bing. And you have forgotten. You know, the moment you take your phone, they've written quiet time. It reminds you, as you are doing it over time, you will soon not need anything to remind you. Listen, forming habits, deliberate habits are difficult. But when they have been formed, especially when they are good ones, 
You're good to go. Do you realize that anytime a plane is about to take off, there's a lot of turbulence? Have you realized that? Why? Because there's a law of gravity that is trying to pull him down. But when he resists that law and soars high, it gets to a time when he gets to the skies, it's on pilot mode. He does not need the speed he used to take off. Which means anytime you want to soar high in your spiritual life, there'll be turbulence. There'll be resistance. Are you following this thing? If you learn to overcome them, with time your spiritual life will be on pilot mode. So your fight is to make sure you, you develop turbulence to be able to resist and fight it. One of them is the flesh. That's why he says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That means your spirit wants to pray. Your spirit wants to praise. Your spirit wants to worship. Your spirit wants to adore. Your spirit wants to read your Bible. Your spirit wants to fast. Every good thing in God, your spirit wants to do it. But your flesh says, no, no. Oh, but so fasting. Won't fasting. Ube didi. At 9 a.m. Oh, but so tiye nyami asem. Ube she movie. Metro movie. Ube she spatakos. Koshe. You see, so anything that resists you from serving God, it, it's your flesh at work. I'm just educating you so you understand. It's not the work of the devil. So you realize that you wake up, you know you have to go read your Bible, but something is telling you, Dakakra, Dakakra, for five minutes, come. You are tired. Look at your eyes. You go to work. Don't be late. Sleep a little. God understands. Yes, he understands. <laughs> eh? Then you find nice scripture. You know that? Oh, no. No, I cut blanket. Father, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Oh, spirit, it will never arrive in his hands. So you have to overcome the table and sometimes in your quiet time, man, won't say some strong will come but do you have to overcome it. Sometimes, you know, I was speaking to one of our um, members who was speaking to me doing, she said, ah, anytime she's just about to pray early in the morning, then some pain, pain beer, the former boy, a cause, you know. No, this is a serious matter, I'm telling you. Then comes into the mind. When she any time, only when she's about to pray. Now ban it in. Then the prayer now becomes a bitter session. Into a person bonfire, but bitterness won't come. It's an attack. It is part of the resistance to keep you from traveling in God. And many of you don't have that skill. So when all these attacks come, then you stop. Sometimes have you realized your prayer is like your prayer is going to the ceiling and coming back? Have you realized that? You are doing your best, but you now you know that it's not going. Go, still do it. It's a turbulence mode. You have to keep doing it. There are days, even me up to now, the first 30 minutes of the prayer, I feel like stopping because we say, ah, and then the enkoye, then I just keep doing it. Sometimes when I choke, then I add worship songs. I sing worship songs, glorify God. Something I keep quiet. I say, Father, I glorify your name. I give a glory. What I'm doing is that I'm resisting. I'm fighting the thing. Then you put into your fellow Sunday song in it. Then you are breaking the realms. Ah. 
You don't know this thing is a fight. These are practical things I'm teaching you. Sometimes you want to do your point time, they sleep. And the fatty. But you need to say, things like white <laughs> then your eyes the thing is going hey, go and paste kneel down Sadhu Savaraj he would kneel down and read his bible loudly you see the saints of old knew how to overcome this you are saying that Jesus understand Jesus cares so what they overcame we are giving excuses for Help this mother. Ah. Number two. Quiet time must be a daily sacrifice. Number one, I said quiet time must be what? A daily what? Habit. Number two, must be a daily what? Sacrifice. Huh? If your quiet time is not costing you something, we haven't started yet. It will cost you something. If you really want to do a quiet time, there's something called sacrifice. You know, there are some of you, you never sacrifice anything for your spiritual life. I'm sorry, you won't go far. Don't let anything be in competition with your relationship with God. Right now, where I've come to, nothing is competing. Anything that wants to compete, I delete it. That's one baby I made you meet me nyaka. Meet me nyaka. Because I am so sensitive to the Holy Ghost that when I start to pray and I lift my hand, you tell me, you can't be in a fight with someone and come and call my name. No. Meet me nyaka. When I want to be nyaka, I go to I go to Bombay. Professional, skillful. Ronaldinho. What me come to God na do 12 a.m. Esa na pam bidi wa yi. Rebre wa yi ben. Ay yi ben. Eh malovro je bele bele ne. I'm teaching good though. Walking with God eh? is a sacrifice. You will say sorry, be a one year wagging some beka. Hey, tell somebody sacrifice. Daily sacrifice. And to listen, 
Many of you don't know that if you are doing your Bible reading, it's a sacrifice. Because you could have been doing other things. Huh? So advice we won't. I will give you this counsel until Jesus comes. If you really want to develop your relationship with God, be careful about CZ movies. You see, I know. But it's a free counsel. Be very careful. That means you must develop a certain level of self-control to decide that you watch only one episode per day. And also it can't happen. I hear no. And they develop the design in such a way that by the time they're about to finish the last show, I will say, This is the last one, last one, last one. No, me, you seem be now quite nine years and nine did say. Now, oh, yes, say, I see it's over. You have to wait for the second season. Into the inside, I say, In two episodes, how we brought it down. No, they are called episode 20. Oh, but we know, no, I That means something is coming. So that's what they are using to buy your time. And you see, some of you don't know that some of these things was designed by the enemy to keep believers away from God. Korean series. I don't know what you be. I know. Inshanga, 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 P, Pisha. Who read these subtitles when you What is your English? What's going on? And you know what shocks me? A, a grandmother is watching Korean series on tip of a bottle of yas here. It's a shock on tip of a movie now here. Grandma. Everybody shout, Grandma. Auntie Brofu, Oba bow from beginning. If you don't have a high level of self-control, don't watch season movie. It will season your life. Your future is at stake. Oh. I'm telling you, young man, young woman, your future is at stake. Because anything that must keep you focused in life, that season movie will steal it from you. For two years, you lose focus. You don't know this thing. Your screen was designed to control your behavior pattern. So imagine a season movie you have watched consistently. It has changed a lot subconsciously in your decision making, your behavior without you ever knowing. You never knew that you have changed certain habits because of the movies you are watching. Let me tell you something. When we are speaking about information, eh? information actually comes from two words, insight and formation. So every information is forming something on your inside. And every TV program is giving you inside formation. So something forms on your inside by every information you receive. 
And I've told you that Hollywood, Nollywood, and all this Bollywood are not showing these things to entertain you. They are showing you to educate you. On how to treat a man when you marry him. How to treat a woman when you marry him. What to do with money when you have it. And you, you will know. You get money and you are influenced by a movie you watched three years ago. Subconsciously. You use that money for that thing. You never knew it was that movie that controlled you. If you check your Bible very well, whatever you view directs you. So if you stay long viewing something, that thing will form your directional pattern. This is something you may never learn anywhere. Control yourself with social media. It's not every time you upload something on your status, on WhatsApp. It's not every time. If you follow the principles I taught you about sacrifice, can you give me about three or four of them? Let's put it here. I'll give you one. We said every sacrifice must cost you. What's number two? It's equivalent to blood in the spirit, yes? Sacrifices move spirits. Sacrifice has voices. He speaks in heaven. Uh huh. What again? It changes your spiritual climate. That's powerful. So put everything here. Quiet time must be a daily sacrifice. You're going to see that. So sacrifice will cost you. That means quiet time will cost you. Quiet time will change your spiritual climate. Quiet time is equivalent to blood in the spirit. Quiet time moves the spirit of God. See? If you follow us in second service, you hear these things more. Number three, because of time, I have ten minutes. Quiet time must be a daily delight. Let me do it quickly. It must be a daily delight. What do I mean by a daily delight? It means it is something that doesn't, mustn't look like you are being forced to do. So which means you must find pleasure and joy in anticipating your quiet time. Because quiet time is like a date with Jesus. And every date with your lover is joyful. I, I mean, it's something you always anticipate. You even anticipate what kind of dress you're going to wear. What kind of words you're going to use. There's a certain delight in you. Listen, we must approach our work with God with so much delight. If you check the scriptures carefully, he will tell you that I was glad when they what? said unto me, let us go to the house of God. There is a river 
whole city make it what? Their heart glad. You go and drink from that river. In Isaiah chapter 12 or so, the Bible says, with joy, you will draw out from what? The wells of salvation. So anytime you're going for quiet time, you're going to a spiritual well. And there's a way we draw. It says with joy. With joy. That's how you draw. So your mood in quiet time determines what you come out with it. It determines your harvest. If you read about the psalmist, in the book of Psalm 1, the verse 1, the Bible tells us, the blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the godly, nor sit in the sin of, sit of his comfort, nor stand in the way of sinners. When you read the verse 2, first, uh, sorry, Psalm 1, the verse 1, and 2. Now look at the verse 2. He says, but his what? Delight is in the law of the Lord. It is that it is endured, and in his Lord, do what he meditates what day and night. So remember, he says, delight comes first before he shall be like a tree planted. If you don't find joy in spending time with God in prayer, in the word of God, in worship and joy, sometimes it can be in a sorrowful mood, but you decide to praise God and rejoice. Now, you need to understand something. When the Bible is saying that you should rejoice, Philippians 4.4, 4, he doesn't say that you must wait for your troubles to be over before you rejoice. Because remember, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is what happens to you as a result of what is around you. Joy is what happens to you as a result of who is within you. So joy is an inner quality. When Paul was saying rejoice in the Lord always, I say again rejoice, he was in prison. And he was telling free people to rejoice. Ah, what's be that? I'm in prison, bound. You are free. I'm writing a letter and I'm telling you rejoice always. Does it make sense? You know why? He says the joy of the Lord is my strength. So people don't know. He says, how can I rejoice when I'm going through this? He is telling you the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you want to have spiritual strength, joy in the Lord. In the, in the midst of that trial, now to makuma ashema ashema, then you are saying, you know, you are rejoicing the Lord, you are praising Him, you are clapping your hands, and the devil is even confused. There are spiritual principles. Israel was surrounded by a whole army. In fact, five armies put together. And Jehoshaphat went to inquire from God and God said they should put people who do praises ahead of the battle. Instead of putting fighting men in front, they put praising men there. And they began to rejoice and praise the Lord. And guess what? The Lord set ambush in the camp of the enemies. Listen, if praise goes ahead of you, your battles will be fought. Joel says, though the fig tree does not blossom. Spoke about all these impediments. He says, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. Count it all joy when you go through diverse trials. So every trial is joy number one. Count it and rejoice. Well, have you ever laughed at your, at your problem before? You have not heard it before. It's in scripture. Have you laughed at your problem before? Right now as we speak, eh, that problem that you are facing, Eh? You check your results, your results didn't go well. Look at it with your eyes of the spirit. I'm giving you any challenge right now you're going through. Put it in your mind. 
your imagination now. Are you ready? Are you ready? If you're not ready, don't say yes. Are you ready? If anybody's not ready, the person is saying, I don't want to leave the trials. So, anything, maybe your dad is sick, the thing is worrying you, maybe something's wrong, maybe uh, financial issue, just, are you ready with it? Are you ready? Say, ah, are you ready? In the next 10 seconds, you are going to laugh out loud. Though. <laughs> hey, you see, this is what I'm giving you. It's a spiritual direction. Are you ready? Yeah. That's cool fees. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. That rent. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. How many seconds? Yeah. I'm giving you 20 seconds. You are going to laugh for 20 seconds. One, two, go laugh. <laughs> 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 Project, God project. I laugh at you. <laughs> we will build you. We will build you. <laughs> you are nothing. You are nothing. You are nothing. Hey, Kabulu Bushake Bele. Tamala Bushake Bele. They are not joking here. I'm telling you. They are real. Huh? There are 20 miracles that erupted in this laughter. Listen, we are in a spiritual meeting. You know? So, this environment is infested with God. With angels. Every activity is enacted by angels. You check it. You receive a phone call that your school fees is ready. Check it. You are real. Sacrifice. Must be a delight. Tell somebody it must be a delight. Quickly. Because of time. Number four. It must be a binding duty. It must be what? A binding duty. Which we should do it whether you feel like or not. Have you realized that because of your boss, on Monday morning you still go to work? Whether you are happy, you are tired, you are sad, you are not in the mood. There was a, when I was working at um, the radio station before I came on full time, one of the presenters was having a chat with me. She's a female. She said, one time, eh, she was in a very crazy mood. She was not in the mood to do radio. But she was paid to entertain her listeners. When she got on the set, she had to find a way of dealing with that emotion. And when she got on the set, she began saying, hello, cherished listeners. My name is so so and so. And this morning, I'm taking you on a jolly ride. It's going to be amazing. She wasn't amazing. But she's accountable to a boss. Because she can't go and tell the boss that I'm not in a good mood. So today I'll entertain my listeners. Are you following this thing? So it was a binding duty. That's what we need to understand about crying time. It's a binding duty. So your mood doesn't destroy it. 
Number five, it must be quantified and measured. Quiet time must be what? Quantified and measured. What I mean by that is that this law is to let you know that you should be able to have targets in your quiet time. Please, this is a very important thing. Have targets. Tell someone, have targets. In a quiet time. Know how many chapters you are reading. Know how long you are praying. Measure it. A lot of Christians don't quantify their spirituality. It was a series I was doing. I put it on hold. I'm going to go back to it again. Quantify it. In a while, five minutes. Or you know, ten minutes. Or you know, in the mood, and why two minutes. Or you know, only mood, man, why one minute. When you are in the mood, you do another 15 minutes. You can't do that. You must measure that I am doing one hour. If the one hour is not up, I'm not rising. I am reading one chapter a day. I'm doing three chapters a day. I am praying 30 minutes within this one hour. Are you getting it? So quantify it. I'm doing a devotional today. I'm memorizing one verse today. Quantify it because one of the benefits that happens when you quantify a spiritual life is that you can be able to measure your growth path in. Another thing too is that, you see, you can be able to predict your future in your spirituality in the measurement of your spirituality. While in from Monday to Sunday, you never did anything spiritual. Now you, you know that spiritually you are weak. You are question colic. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you can predict how the devil can treat you when he gets you. So I put one striking statement here. You can predict your victory over sin, temptation, and the devil by the measurement of your spiritual work. So if you realize that ah, this week a lot of temptation is actually me too much. I don't know why. Temptation, I don't know anything. It's an indication that you are there's one area of your spiritual life that you're waking. It's you're waking you to go and quickly strengthen it. Am I helping you at all? Now let me tell you something. The reason why you need to quantify your spiritual life. If you are my very good friend, right? Following? You are my very good friend and then I I called you. You missed my call. Let's assume Pastor Moses is my very good friend. I called Pastor Moses. He has everything that I will ever need in the future. I called him. He didn't pick up. I'm a very rich man. He never called me back for six months. I called him three times. He never responded. After six months, he's now in financial need. Six months of seeing my missed call, never responded. Never showed me the respect. After six months, that is in need. He knows I, I'm the only one that can help him. Can he have confidence to call me? Why? Tell me. Someone should tell me. Why? Manago, can you help us? Come again. 
Probably because he has broken the confidence that you have in him. That's a very good answer. Can anybody give another reason? Yeah. The relationship is weakened. The relationship is weakened. The relationship is what? Weakened. Meanwhile, he's my friend. He has access to me. But because of what he did, now the boldness to demand from me is not that naturally. He himself weakened it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, that is how it is with our relationship with God. God is in an internal relationship with you. He doesn't have a problem with you. But when you keep missing his cause for a long time, the day you are in need, you have the faith to ask and demand certain things. Because one person conscious, one person say, I've not spent enough time, so I don't think this miracle will work. Are you getting it? So your faith life can be affected when you don't quantify your spirituality. You don't have confidence to demand certain things from God. You got it? Finally, quiet time must be a daily consecration. Quiet time must be what? A daily consecration. Listen, if you decide that you're going to do your quiet time between the hours of four and six, try your best and stick to it. Are you following what I'm saying? Let it be something that is highly consecrated. Are you following me? Now, when it happens that way, heaven, the angels, all of them know that. Minister Ifa will definitely come at five. And soon that time will become an altar. And spirits will be attending that meeting with you. So imagine you started very well. And then now Monday they come, you are not there. Oh, eh? A pebble flute, baby. They come Tuesday, why are you? You are not there. Wednesday, you are not there. Does it become a consecration? No. And listen, anything that you consecrate and you consistently, willfully disobey them, it becomes a sin to you. In the New Testament, sin is beyond fornication. The Bible says, to him who knows what is good and does not do them, to him it is sin. New Testament says that whatsoever is not done out of faith is sin. So give me the protocols I just gave you. Quiet time number one. Sorry, the laws I just gave you about, about quiet time. Number one, quiet time must be what? A daily habit. Number two, it must be what? A daily sacrifice. Number three? A daily delight. Number four? What? Binding duty. Number five? Number six? I can hear you. That is very powerful. So now, please close your diaries now in the next one minute. Close your diaries. Hot mentor, hot mentor. Get me a microphone. I call your name, you answer the question. Get me a microphone quickly. Starting from the back. A dark lady sitting on my left, my left hand side in that extreme corner. They give her the microphone for me. Her name is called Rich Love. All right, so give me one motivation of quiet time. One motivation of quiet time. 
time as a believer's church service. Clap for her. Okay, so take the microphone. You yourself hold the microphone. Give me two. It's a believer's makeup session. That's very powerful. Let's appreciate it. All right. Uh, give it to um, Abe Ashon. Uh -huh, give us one. Papa, please, it's the Believer's Bathroom and Refreshment Session. The Believer's Bathhouse and Refreshment. Let's appreciate him. All right. Um, give it to Solis. Wow, we should book me. I'm going to go. All right, let's go. Quiet time is the Believer's Makeup Session. Someone said that. Someone said it's a believer's makeup session. Choristers, get ready. Okay. Quiet time is the believer's love making session. Love making session with Jesus. All right, let's appreciate her. Matis Obiaka, ow. Fabra, one more car, ow. All right, so two of you are going to give it. All right, Mr. Gosh. All right. Quiet time is the believer's full station. The believers force. Four station. Four station. All right. Alaba, let's go. Yeah, said yours. Uh -huh, but the other ones. Uh -huh. Okay, someone should take over from the choir. Okay, quickly. The believers exercise station. Okay, the believers spiritual exercise. Let's appreciate them. All right. Um, spiritual gym. Sack. <laughs> loyalty and commitment. The believers loyalty and commitment to Jesus. All right. Uh, we are taking all the 11. Um, okay. This row, one of you should talk. The way you are laughing, one of you should talk. The row with the yellow man there, one of them should answer and save them. If not, you all will give double offerings. All right. It's a way of abiding in Christ. It's a way of abiding in Christ. Let's appreciate it. That's very powerful. All right, let's take the last two. So the last two is going to be um, optional. You can raise your hands and then we go. All right. So, all right. So. It is the beginning journey of knowing God. It's the beginning journey. The believer's beginning journey of knowing God. Let's appreciate her. <laughs> she has said it. All right. Last one you want to say? Or is that one? Is that one she has said? Okay. We have the last one. All right. We have someone here at the back. It's the way of shining our faces. That's very powerful. Let's appreciate it. God bless you. All right. All right. Amazing. Now, when I started the teaching, I started by giving you ingredients of quiet time. Close your diaries. Ingredients of quiet time. I gave you 11 today. Take the microphone. So, okay, so give one. So, Papa, you mentioned um, adoration, praises, and worship. Adoration, praise, and worship. I appreciate her. Okay. Debbie, give us one. Bible studies. Okay. Give it up to her. All right. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Powerful. I appreciate her. All right. We have one here. We have one here. Then, Harry will continue Bible from there. Bible meditation. Bible meditation. Okay. Harry, let's go. A worship atmosphere. Worship atmosphere. Let's appreciate him. All right, Daniel. Journaling. Journalist. Journaling. 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 All right. 
<laughs> Let's have a shake. All again, all right. We have a yellow man. Give us one. Prayer intercession. All right, let's appreciate him. I think there are about two more. All right, we have a man there. Yeah. Scripture memorization. Scripture memorization. That's very powerful. Let's appreciate him. We have some few more. Or, hey. That's a man you're bored, Nezo. All right. Silence and solitude. Silence and solitude. All right. Okay. There's. All right. Daily. Devotional. All right, let's appreciate him. You want to go? All right. Bible reading. Bible reading. That's very powerful. Let's appreciate it. Now, this is very powerful. You, you, when you come to church, you need to understand that you're not just in a self, you're in a school. You should be able to re retain something that you learned. Because a lot of times I realize that people don't retain whatever they learn in church. They just leave, boom, and it is stolen from them. Please don't forget these things you're learning because your future depends on it. God bless you. All right. Let's lead some prayer. Who's leading a prayer? All right, rise up on your feet. We're going to pray.